this is a WKXL Spotlight. I hope you got your uh, spicy senses going right now. We're going to talk some hot sauce. And with a, a really growing, tremendous New Hampshire-focused company that I want to explore deepen with this WKXL Spotlight episode. The Spicy Shark. We have Gabe DeSeverino here. De Sever- How do I say it, Gabe? DeSeverio. Good, De- good Irish name, you know? DeSeverio. <laughs> I need to, to fine-tune my reading skills sometimes. That's embarrassing, DeSeverio. You have a passion for sharks, I'm hearing about, and hot sauce, and this company is a combination of the two. Yeah, who would have thought uh, in my late 30s I was able to put together my my two favorite things in the world outside my family, and those are sharks and hot sauce. Uh, there is no shark in the hot sauce. But yes, yeah, so I was uh, I couldn't be happier that I was able to uh, put my two passions and the two things I care about into uh, into a company and include both of them. Are you telling me you're, you're pretty much living the dream? I think I am. I think I'm telling you that. I think I'm telling you that. And you're able to realize this. I do figure that uh, I believe this is a big important thing in people's lives to be able to recognize when, in fact, things are going really well and appreciate those uh, things in that moment. Well, you know, as as the owner, I'm really, it's a very small company, so I'm in the nitty-gritty every day, you know, packing boxes, fulfilling orders, w- running operations, you know, doing production. So a lot of times, you know, you need to, a moment like this, like, oh, look at this. I get to be on the radio and talk about fun stuff, and then you're able to take that step back and go, wow, yeah, this is pretty awesome. Well, I'm going to tell you what, I feel like I'm living the dream right now with the chance to talk with you. So let's let's dive into this. The Spicy Shark, how long has this business been in operation? So we started in September of 2018, uh, sold our first bottle in February of 2019. And uh, so it's our sixth year in business, but we've been doing it for five full years as far as selling our sauces. And we now have 13, uh, believe it or not. We have eight hot sauces, a wing sauce, a smoked maple sriracha, two hot maple syrups, and a hot honey. And... The first sauce you said was sold, the first bottle, beginning of 2019. What happens with that? Did you come up with that thing all on your own and say, hey, this is good, I want to sell it? Where where did the idea for really starting this business come from? Well, I guess that's it's kind of a little bit of a long answer, but I I grew up uh, in uh, northern New Jersey and Long Island originally, and I grew up with a lot of uh, ethnic friends, mostly Indian and Asian. So I was eating really spicy things from an early age, and my mom always cooked very spicy. And I mean, our favorite fast food joint in New York City was called Curry in a Hurry. So we were just always <laughs> eating crazy spicy things. And then, you know, I became that friend that people buy the hot sauces for and uh, doing all the wing challenges. So I've always been, I guess, a spicy guy. And uh, and then me and my sister, who is an excellent chef, started messing around with the recipes. And uh, the one that we messed around with for a long time is what became now the Spicy Shark original habanero hot sauce. So we started doing that. We were using actually at the time, Scotch Bonnet peppers from her husband's garden uh, in New Jersey. I was living in New Hampshire, but we got the uh, the peppers from there. And uh, and people loved that sauce and uh, gave me a lot of confidence. And from there, we started doing others. And by the time I you know went for it and launched the company, we, we'd actually launched with 10 sauces. So we did a, a really, like, we really went for it. 
were you still working part-time or full-time somewhere else and said, hey, I'm going to try and start this company on the side? Or did you just say, forget everything else, I'm diving in the hot sauce? Yes and no. I was in the beer business for 17 years. So that was my career. I was in the restaurant business through high school and college. And then I was in the beer business for 17 years uh, after college. And Side note, there's no way without all of that that great experience that I'd be able to, to start a company. So I'm very grateful for, for those years in the beer business. But I actually left the beer business to run a different business we started, a wedding venue that we started on a family property in Maine. But the Spicy Shark was in my head. And I said, you know, I can't start the Spicy Shark working for a, a corporate company. But when I left to run the family wedding venue or take it over, because that was doing really well, I knew it would give me the time to, uh, to launch. It. And so that's what I did in 17 and 18. So you started the, or you took over the wedding business in 2017. Right. We started that business in 2012. I took over it running it full time in 2017 to 18. And that's where I uh, freed up some time to start the Spicy Shark. Makes sense. So you got the, the cooking aspect piece in your background. You said your sister had the farm. Is Ultimately, is it really her that's the successful she, piece of this puzzle that came up with She's outstanding. She's very talented. It's, the recipe development team is myself and two chefs. Now, those chefs happen to be my sister and a good buddy of mine. So, you know, I'm the founder. I'm the owner. I, I come up with the first recipe uh, each time we're making a sauce, and then my buddy and my sister will help me make it better. So we'll typically mess around for a good three to four months before we come up with the final recipe and then launch it. I'm going to come clean right now and tell people listening, I'm not a big uh, spicy food eater. I don't know much about hot sauces. And I, I mean, I see these things with these chips and these people want to test themselves. And it's just like, what are these people doing? But I know folks love this stuff. So that's why I wanted to do this KXL Spotlight. And Gabe, as I listened to you, I'm like, wow, this guy sounds great. You just sound like a salesman. You said before you got into this business, you were in the beer business. Were you a salesman in the beer business or no? I was in sales. Uh-huh. So uh, yes, I was in sales uh, selling uh, beer in mostly uh, New Hampshire the whole time and then eventually Maine and uh, Vermont as well. But you had mentioned, Jim, you know, about not being super into spicy things. So as you say that, because <laughs> naturally I'm going to want you to have some spicy shark, and of course. I'm gonna have to so, do it. Yes. So I do want to uh, make note that we have a very scientific five fin heat scale. I am he's I am the scientist. Out, he's taking out bottles and I, showing I them am to the me. I'm the scientist people. here. And we go from mild to wicked hot. And then uh, a couple years ago, I started what I called the six fin series. That's our extreme heat series. That's kind of an expert only. So you're going to stay away from that. You're not going to go near that. <laughs> That's hot. But That's hot. being that my seven-year-old, no problem, can go up to three fins, I am going to challenge you to at least have our two one-fin products. So we make a blueberry syrup. That's a one-fin. Put pancakes, ice cream. And we have a smoked maple sriracha. That's a one-fin. Great on eggs, breakfast sandwiches, chicken. So we do as much as I'm a chili head through and through. Like I do the crazy contests. I'm into that kind of stuff. You know, um, we when I started the company, I said I'm not just going to make sauces that are hot enough for me. I, I do want this to be a successful company. So we have a whole range of of heat levels, and that's why we have mild. You know, we've got some one fins there for you. All right, I'm going to try and take that not as an insult, I guess. <laughs> but so you said I'm going to make hot sauces not just for me. So so I know where you're coming at this from. If you were going to <laughs> ingest your own products of the spicy shark what level of fins there's a measurement system the scale goes from one fin up to six six i'm assuming is like 
I don't want to touch it. But you out there, you might want to touch it. So where where would you be eating from the, on the scale on a day-to-day basis? So I'm a six-fin guy. <laughs> I eat I eat at least uh, a full bottle of, of our hot sauces every day, depending on you what do? I'm eating. Absolutely. Can you eat stuff with no hot sauce on it at all, or would you be like, I can't taste anything? I'm going to answer the question by saying I early on when I started the company, I was frustrated that the that there was one thing that I would eat or drink in a day that didn't have any heat to it, and that was my coffee in the morning. And I said, man, you know, this isn't spicy. This is the only thing all day that's not spicy. So at the time, and still, I was flavoring my coffee with maple syrup. That's how I got the sweetness. I used maple syrup to flavor my coffee. So I said, you know what? Why can't I make a spicy maple syrup? So I started messing around and uh, and said, why can't I have a, a spicy coffee in the morning? And Eventually, that led to me making our hot maple syrup. Now, I may be one of five people that uses it in their coffee. Most people use it, you know, for pancakes, on ice cream, and in cocktails as a glaze on ribs. But I use it for my coffee. So that's my long way of answering your question, which is there's nothing that I put in my mouth that isn't spicy. Great answer. You made that specifically your invention. This is not your sister, the blueberry uh, maple one you're talking about. No, she wasn't involved in those two. You made it for yourself pretty much because you wanted it to add to coffee. Correct. Look at this. This is ingenuity from from small businesses. When you own your own business, you can do your own thing. You got a dream. You go and chase it. You can create it. You seem to me like somebody who's created something incredible. I mean, not for nothing, Gabe. I, I talked about the sales piece. I don't buy spicy stuff. I don't buy sauces. In fact, I'm 49 years old. I don't think I've ever bought one. You got my interest peaked. I'm willing to not only try, but my, I'm starting to think I'm probably going to like something for one of these use cases, and I'd probably buy it moving forward. You know, that one of the, my favorite compliments, uh, you know, you always remember nice things that people say about your sauces. And one of my favorite compliments that I've heard people say is uh, when they say, you know, I don't like hot sauce, but I like the spicy shark. So that's pretty cool because it obviously is hot sauce. We make hot sauce, but we are all about the culinary aspect of it. It is not even our six fin series. It's not just hot to be hot. Now, someone like yourself, I wouldn't advise that because I think you're going to be so focused on the heat, you won't be able to enjoy the flavors. But if you're someone who appreciates really hot things and likes hot things, you'll definitely have had hotter hot sauces than ours. But I guarantee everyone would say, wow, that's the best tasting super hot I've ever had. So listen, if you are uh, on the radio dial right now on WKXL radio and you like spicy stuff, you like sauces, hot sauces and whatnot, you're already hooked. I'm trying to reach to the people that have no experience with this stuff. People like myself. And I'm telling you, aren't we a little bit interested to hear more? I want to hear more about the company. Gabe, the Spicy Shark. This is a WKXL Spotlight. You're listening on WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and htalkradio.com. We'll be right back with uh, more for your spicy senses. Spicy Shark is the focus of this WKXL Spotlight. Gabe DiSeverio. How'd I do with the last you name? Got that it. Time? You I got it. it. Yes, I'm patting myself on the back. And I'm, I'm trying to encourage myself because I want to get up the guts to try one of these six fin 
things. What will happen to my mouth if I taste something just like dipping it into this six-fin level hot sauce and putting it directly into my mouth? Well, you're going to get a good one Mississippi of flavor before, uh, for someone at your level, you're going to need some milk. You're going to need some milk. And actually, you know, there's only uh, three things that take away capsaicin burn. Capsaicin is the active ingredient in the pepper that makes things hot. And that is uh, sugar, fat, and alcohol. So actually, a white Russian would be the ultimate thing to have to cool off your senses. But really, it's time. So uh, you're going to be uh, someone who, you know, who says that black pepper is hot for them. A six fin would, uh, you might tear up a little bit, but you'd say, ah, this hurts, but it tastes so good, but I'm in pain. I'd want to go back for more. That's interesting. Now, see, that's like talking about a complete change in lifestyle. I will tell you right out the gate, Gabe. I don't care how good it is. I don't want to be somebody who eats this stuff on every single meal, every single day. Like you have almost an addiction and I'm not calling it an insult. But I'm just saying for myself, if I try this, is it possible I'm going to get totally addicted and all of a sudden I can't eat anything without hot sauce anymore? Absolutely possible. I'd I'd say even probable. But then you'd say, wow, my life just changed for the better in two ways. Number one, everything tastes better. And number two, capsaicin we're just talking about actually helps release endorphins in your body. So a chemical action is happening. So literally... Hot sauce is making you happier. So two great things. Tell me more about this because I have seen these things on social media through time where it says like eating hot foods is actually really good for you. There's a lot of health benefits. It's heart healthy. There's a lot of health benefits to eating eating spicy foods, but also um, it does have an endorphin rush and it does actually make you happier. If you really go overboard, you actually, and this has happened to me when I was making some of the six fins, um, if you have uh, a lot in a short period of time, you actually will get a high. Um, it's, 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 I had to sit down at one point when I was making our first six fin, the Hamagata, and uh, I actually got a little bit dizzy and I had to lay down and it was, you got a little bit of a high. I almost don't know what to say, but endorphins are real. I will tell you this about the gym, exercising. When I don't exercise, I don't have as much good stuff happening to me in my day-to-day life. When I exercise, all of a sudden my mood's better and I'm like, wow, this is good. This is happening. So you're telling me I don't have to exercise, I can just eat hot sauce and that's... that's I'd say the combination's probably the best. There you go. Everything in moderation, a little bit, everything here and there. So let's let's dive into the company growth because uh, I'm amazed at some of the statistics and the numbers you're, you're talking to me about with how many stores, locations are selling your product. And this is all coming from your creation and your sister. I want to give her appropriate... Uh, credit there. We're not ignoring you. What's your sister's name? Is uh, her name's Adriana. She's Adriana. down in uh, Pennsylvania now. So she she has a full-time job now. So she's not as involved, but she's definitely, uh, I keep her on as a consultant for sure. And she actually helps with some events and stuff. But uh, um, I'd love her to do more stuff with me. Does she always tell you that like at company or, or company or family gatherings, like, hey, I'm the reason you're successful. Don't forget <laughs> that. Well, when we were young, she pushed me off a boat once. So, you know, I'll oh. just, I'll, I'll answer that question with that. So she has no problem. I'm speaking a reminder if she's happy or upset. Your website has some interesting stuff. You talking about your sister pushing you off the boat. Was this the time that she pushed you maybe into water and you were confronted by a hammerhead shark? <laughs> no, the first time Thank I was, Thank I was confronted by a hammerhead shark in uh, in the Bahamas. That was the first time I actually went diving with the shark accidentally. Now I proactively go diving with sharks. But uh, no, there were no sharks involved when she pushed me off the boat. The reason I kind of segue into the shark conversation, obviously the name of the company is the spicy shark and I wanted to talk about the growth but now I'm just like wait a second no let's talk about the sharks 
before we talk about the growth. You have a fascination with sharks. On the website, it says, Gabe, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but saw Jaws, the movie Jaws, at the age of seven, and it just totally took over his mind. (laughs) It really did, yeah. I I saw Jaws at a young age and just became obsessed with it and uh, loved it, you know, became a fanatic, would buy trading cards, poster stills, you know, eight different versions of the book. And uh, so I've always been a complete, eight, oh eight yeah, so I've eight, there's eight different covers that I have, um, you know, you know, different books have different covers on them, yeah. but it, same book. So I just became a collector. And then 2020, this was after I started the company, but ever since I saw the movie, I immediately always wanted to have Chief Brody's Chevy Blazer. Like I just needed to have Chief Brody's Chevy Blazer. So I started looking at it in my 20s and like every three months I'd casually see if there's a 75 Chevy Blazer for sale and, you know, completely remodeled. They're so expensive. But then I'm looking in 2020 and all of a sudden I see a 1975 Chevy Blazer in a classic car auction down in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I was like, yeah, it's an auction. So who knows what could happen? So I talked it over with my wife and I said, I want to go for this. And she just, I thought she was going to say, you're crazy. And she goes, you've been talking about this car since our third date. Okay, go for it. It'll shut you up. Go and get it. So I bid on it. You you can bid. You have to sign up. It's a GAA classic car auction. I signed up and I bid through somebody. You know, you're on the phone with them and they're down there in Greensboro bidding. And there were a lot of people bidding initially. And it was the same color as the one from Jaws. I was like, oh, wow, this saves me paying for a paint job. And it came down to me and one other guy, and my last bid was my high bid, and I won. I won on that bid. I was, like, shaking. So um, I flew down. It was early COVID, so I, like, flew down to Greensboro, North Carolina for, like, $35 and drove that poor thing 800 miles up to Portsmouth. And then I spent uh, the summer and fall of 2020 making it into, like, a total replica of how it looks in the movie, added the lights, added the decals, uh, Amity Island Police. Um, And so now it looks identical. So I've had that now for four years. So, yes, I'm a little bit of a Jaws fanatic. So that's become like a a staple on the seacoast. But people love seeing that car. I love how you can just tell that story, boom, immediately from beginning to end. Tell me, when you were bidding in the auction against this other person, who I'm assuming you were not looking at, so you couldn't stare into their eyes, were they in all likelihood... Also a huge fan of Jaws, or did they just maybe want to I don't think so. The the So there were three years of the Chevy Blazer with the removable top, 73, 74, and 75. There's actually some dispute as to which year was in the movie. Some people think it's a 73, some 74, some 75. They're practically identical. The three years are identical, but there's only three years where they had the roof that could come off. So they're very popular regardless. And it's very similar to the Ford Bronco. A lot of people think it's a Bronco when, it, when it's actually a Chevy blazer. So no, I don't I would guess probably not. I think I'm one of the few lunatics that looks at a at a Chevy blazer and goes jaws. Well, you know about spicy shark hot sauce. You also know about cars. You know sharks, you know hot sauce. You you, you start talking about cars, trucks, I'm like Wait a minute, I don't know any of those things. You're just talking about three years, removable roof or whatever the heck we're talking about. So I'm learning different things. Let's talk about this time that you were confronted by a hammerhead shark. That's anybody listening wants to know. So tell me how this happens, and did you like sharks going into this thing? So you're like, oh, it's okay. You know, this shark, you're, fr- you're cool, and you go to pet him on the head like it's it's nice. Or, or were you like, oh, no, I like sharks, I'm afraid, or you didn't know whether you like sharks or not? So this was before the transition into me getting into shark conservation and proactively diving with sharks. So this is 
Old Gabe. So this was spring break of, of oh college. So, yeah, you're so college, you're so on this spring is a, break. Yeah, I'm on spring break at a friend's house. As she's from the island of Eleuthera, which is part of the Bahamas. Her next door neighbor was awesome. Lenny Kravitz, which is crazy. So wow. we're down. This is senior year. So this is 2000 or maybe 99. And uh, we're at her house and we go spearfishing with one of her friends. So he's spear, we're all spearfishing, but he's got the spear. And my, my job's very simple. After he spears the fish, grab the fish and put it in the floating bucket. And um, How deep in the water are we? Um, like how far offshore we, are we? It was a shore dive. So I would say, I don't know, maybe less than 100 feet, maybe okay, 80, so 90. We're near the, right, you shouldn't feel too dangerous. No, you know, let's say. Someone close to the shore. No, yeah, 100, okay. 100, 100 maybe 150 feet. But oh. it, we were close, exactly, yeah. close to the shore. So we, we only catch like maybe four, it's parrotfish, and I remember this. We caught, <laughs> sun, we got, you catch catching sunfish, yeah, and then all of a sudden. Four, <laughs> four parrotfish, and then I remember Andrew was his name. Andrew, and he's an island local, and he goes, it's time to go back in. I'm like, what are you talking about? We, these aren't big fish. I was like, we only got four. And then my girlfriend at the time and uh, – Taja, my friend who we were down there with, they're swimming near us, but they're not involved in the spearfish. He's like, no, let's go. I'm like, what are you talking about? What are we doing? He's like, he's like, listen, bro, there is a huge 15-foot great hammerhead that's circling us right now. So we need to go. He goes, it's fine. I'm sure it'll be cool. But he, and I go, oh, yeah, are you? I'm, sure I'm like, too. are you are you are you joking with me right. right now? He goes, no. And he points. I'm like, there he is. And it's not that far away. I can see his eye, and he's just slowly, not aggressive, but just this huge hammerhead circling 15 us. 15 feet. And, and how much do we think something like that weighs? Massive. Like, oh, my God. Two thousand? Yeah, probably a ton. Or it was huge. Oh, my God. And Get again, me out this of the is, pool. This is me. I'm, you know, Jaws and scared of sharks mode. So it's like, you just take a deep breath. He goes, just swim back with the cooler. I'll swim behind you. And so we just start swimming back slowly. And he's got the spear pointed the whole time. Never attacks us, thank God. But uh, then uh, I can tell you a story about uh, meeting Wendy Benchley and how everything changed for me. Gabe, that's so funny. I don't know if you've seen the movie Couples Retreat with Vince Vaughn when his friend leaves him and there's a shark. The shark's all circling around him and there's blood in the water. And he's like, where are you going? We said not to go. We're not supposed to swim because that attracts the attention you know, from the, from the shark. I'll catch that this weekend. You, you, yeah, oh, yeah, this is a, this is a good one. Uh, people, stay tuned. I'm learning so much about Gabe. I need to learn more about the hot sauce next. The sharks and the hot sauce. We're coming back with more in this WKXL Spotlight, the Spicy Shark, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. As we were going to commercial there, Gabe DiSaverio from the Spicy Shark was mentioning a woman's name who I'd never heard before, Wendy Benchley, and apparently she has an important role or had an important role in the creation of the company. So go ahead, Gabe. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, I would say, honestly, if this never happened, I don't know if the Spicy Shark would exist, quite frankly. So I was uh, on uh, Martha's Vineyard or Amity Island for Jaws fans. I was on Amity Island in the summer of 2012 for Naturally Jaws Fest, of course. So I was at Jaws Fest 2012 on Martha's Vineyard, and I got to meet Wendy Benchley. Wendy is the wife of the late Peter Benchley, who wrote the book Jaws before Steven Spielberg 
Spielberg made it into a movie. And she is very focused in shark conservation. You know, Peter Benchley, one of the things he said uh, is that he really regretted writing Jaws and that if he knew that Jaws would have turned into, you know, the demonization of sharks to the point where over 100 million are killed every year, he never would have written it. So it's kind of sad when your biggest success is also your biggest regret. So uh, the Benchley family and Wendy became very active in shark conservation. So when I met Wendy, I was just meeting her as, as a Jaws fan. And then we got into this conversation and she told me about her shark conservation efforts and how many sharks are killed by people for the shark fin trade and bycatch. And I was like, oh my God, I had no idea about any of this. So I immediately joined her organization, became kind of active in that in my personal life, took up scuba diving and got to the point where, you know, going from being scared as anything to be uh, around a hammerhead shark to now I would give anything to be able to proactively dive with a hammerhead. I was just on a bull shark dive off of Jupiter, Florida in February of last year. I got to be with three bull sharks and, uh, you know, a hammerhead, some people wouldn't even know this. There's never been a recorded attack of a hammerhead shark on a person, you know. All of these attacks Irrelevant. are mistaken, <laughs> mistaken identities for the most part. But um, no, I, so I feel comfortable saying if I didn't have that experience and start really caring about sharks and, and what they mean to our oceans and uh, to the entire ecosystem, I don't know if uh, the spicy shark would exist. Well, it's a, it's a good topic for me to hear about, Gabe, because I, when you say sharks and the story about the person who wrote the book... Jaws. What was his name? Benchley. What was the first name? Peter Benchley. So Peter Benchley said, I, w- I wish I never wrote that book. I'm kind of one of those people. When I saw that movie as a younger kid, even at Hampton Beach, I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't want to go out too far. I'm a little afraid of, of, of sharks. And that thought still to this day, every now and then, is in my mind, even though there's never any sharks there. And like you just mentioned, if there was a hammerhead shark near me, like uh, uh, I am so afraid. You, you could be like, Jim, they've never, ever attacked somebody. But I'm just going to be so afraid because I, I don't know this animal. And so you uh, obviously— the fear of the unknown, but that's, that's a natural human uh, reaction is the fear of the unknown. But keep in mind, refrigerators kill more people than sharks. So uh, that could be a next harm movie that you're a part of, you know, the, these crazy refrigerators that are coming after right. you. Then I won't be able to use a refrigerator <laughs> anymore. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to use to keep food. I'll just put it outside in the winter in New England. But wh- how does this go then? You've got this, this, I don't know if it's fascination, because I don't want to say any negative connotation with this, this interest in sharks. Total fascination, and absolutely. Is that the right word? Well, I mean, like I said, but then I'm sitting here saying, like, I'm afraid of them, and, and I, you know, I, don't, I don't want them to be anywhere near me, so I feel like we're natural-born enemies because I come from the other side. But, but I'm from your side. Know. I'm from your side, and, uh, and that's where I started. And it, it's just natural human instinct is fear of the unknown, and once you get to understand, um, you know, who they are, what they are, you know, getting to the point where I'm, I'm there with bull sharks, which are, you know, responsible for most attacks outside of okay, tigers and so great these whites. Are, these are the bad guys then, the, well, the bull sharks. I don't think no. they're bad guys. <laughs> but, you, but, you know, you get to, when you, when you learn and when you understand, fear goes away. So now I understand that I'm not their natural prey. I'm in the water with them. I know the rules. Don't splash and look like prey. Always make eye contact. And once you know the rules of engagement and then you see the rules play out and work, the fear goes away because, you know, you're not on their diet. And anytime a shark attacks a person, they it's an accident. It's usually just one bite, and then you hope that bite's not bad. But once people understand things, the fear goes away. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to come clean on this, Gabe. Just so you know, I'm talking about my fear of, of sharks, just so you can have something to compare this against. I'm deathly afraid of snakes. I saw a movie when I was a kid 
My father left it on. I can still remember to this day. He fell asleep on the couch. I watched the movie, and it was a guy, and he was in the basement. He turned into a, a snake. And it was a process of him getting growing scales and all this, and and then all of a sudden he Based was a snake. Based on a true story. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it was true. But I am so afraid of snakes nowadays that I'm afraid of worms. <laughs> and this is true. I can bait the hook. I can do it. But I'm a little afraid. And even though I know I shouldn't be, so the fact that I'm afraid of sharks really—you know what I mean? I'm afraid of snakes. What the heck? I should be afraid of snarks, sharks, but. Well, just to relate to I you, don't ar- arachnophobia still got me pretty good, and mm-hmm. uh, we have a we have a lake house in Maine, and I don't know if you've ever seen a dock spider, but no. a, a dock spider, which you're not allowed to spray for them because it's too close to the water, and the, the spray would go in the lake, so you're not allowed to spray them. Oh. I mean. There are some dock spiders that I'm scared to step on because I'm not sure I'll be able to kill it by stepping on it, and I weigh 200 pounds. So I am what? I am scared of dock spiders. So there you go. Well, it sounds I, like I you will, should be. I will swim are with a bull shark, but no, they're not poisonous, but they'll bite you. So, they eat fish. They eat fish. So the, when you went swimming with the bull sharks, you're not in a cage. No, no. You're just swimming. And these animals are how big? Uh, the bulls, I'd say they were probably around eight feet. Okay, they're and they're, they're swimming around you like oh, multiple we were ones. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't circling us. I mean, we were with a guy. <laughs> circling that means day. they're you're, you're in danger. If they're it means they're checking you, you out. Okay. They're checking you out. But again, if you know what to do, they're not going to bother you. But we were with a great guide. Her name was D, and she was actually hand feeding the bull sharks. Now I wouldn't do oh, that. Wow. Um, I wouldn't hand feed a shark. Why but, not? They they know you're a friend. Man, <laughs> give them some hot sauce, baby. happen. But uh, no, we were close by. But uh, she she was the star of that show. So. Uh, you know who the star of the show is for the third annual New England Hot Sauce Fest? The Spicy Shark. And Gabe, uh, for my money, is is at the very center as the star. I want to talk about this and make sure. So let's just do it right now. You came up with this. This is your idea. The New England Hot Sauce Festival, which happens, what, every year? And the third one annual is coming up in July. Uh, it's July 27th of the year 2024. Yeah, I've traveled the country. I go to Albuquerque every year for the Fiery Food Show, Brooklyn Hot Sauce Expo, Chicago Hot Sauce Expo, Bowers in Pennsylvania. I travel the, you know, the country, and I'm like, you know, there's not one hot sauce festival in New England. Like, what the heck? So eventually, uh, three years ago, I said, the hell with it. I'll just put one on. You know, I, I've had experience with events with in my previous career, so... I did, and uh, it was a great success. In year one, we had over 2,000 people. It's at Smutty Nose Brewery, so I knew those how much, guys. How much to get in? Sorry, we'll get back to Smutty Nose Brewery. You said 2,000 people come yeah. to this first event you created out of nowhere. Yeah, just 10 bucks. It was 10 bucks to get in the door. What do you get for 10 bucks? Is it just admission, or you get like free taste testing and so stuff like this? We, the first year, I think we had 26 hot sauce companies, and so all of them are giving free samples. We've got uh, a tent. Um, we've got a DJ playing 80s music. That's my decade I grew up. In, so I'm all about 80s music. So Me we had, too. Um, uh, you know, pet friendly, kid friendly, bouncy houses for kids. We free. Have, oh yeah, yeah. So That's all part free. of the fee. Okay. The, the $10 uh, entrance. Um, we've got uh, uh, different hot pepper eating contests, both for you know uh, regular people who are coming in that get to be a part of it, like a speed eating jalapeno contest, um, a super hot contest, and then we have a kind of 
pro uh, event. Oh, no. So the main event, we have actually people coming in. So Mike Jack came from Canada two years ago to try to eat, break the all-time record for most Carolina Reapers eaten. A lot of vomit at that festival. Oh, and God. Then, Carolina <laughs> Reapers. This doesn't sound good. And then last year, we had uh, the Guinness World Book of Records go down with the most ever Pepper X chips eaten. Pepper X is actually hotter than the Carolina Reaper, created by Ed Curry, who's a buddy of mine now. And he owns Pucker Butt, so he sent up the, the <laughs> Pepper X chips, um, and uh, yeah, so it was it was an incredible time. And last year we had over twenty five hundred people. We have food trucks, so it's it's awesome. And um, you know we're, we already have over thir- our vendors. We're, we sold out right away. We have over thirty five hot sauce companies again. It's July twenty seventh. Smutty Nose Brewery, Smutty Nose Award winning beers will be been. there. Yep. Smutty Nose. It's at Smutty Nose, and it's always the last Saturday of July, so July twenty seventh, and it's at New England Hot Sauce Fest on social media, and it's NewEnglandHotSauceFest.com. Yeah, if you Google New England Hot Sauce Fest, you're going to be linked over to this. You said you sold out immediately. Was that talking about like booth space? Oh, yeah, the booth space. Like vendors, I've had people say it's their, you know, it's their highest volume event uh, of the year. So both food trucks and uh, hot sauce companies. So And people get really into it. It's awesome. I think people, you know, were kind of like, like me, I, I kind of went into my just uh, everyday hot sauce fan mode, and I said, man, if, forget about having the spicy shark. This is something I'd love to go to. There's no hot sauce events in New England. So uh, I think there's just a lot of people that felt that way too. And so the first year, 2,000-plus people. The second year, 2,500-plus people. How many are you expecting for this year? I think we're going to break 3,000. I wouldn't be surprised if we get 3,500. It's uh, max capacity is 4,200. Smutty Nose expanded their entire field if you haven't been there recently. It's such an awesome venue, and they make such great beer. Um, so it's, it's a great partner to have in a festival like this. This is a place. I'm going to check this out. Gabe, I'm going. Do I have to pre-register for this, or can I just show up at the door? Well, because it's you, we could probably negotiate something, but I'd advise people mm. pre-registering. You do. You just go online, yep. find it, New England Hot Sauce Fest, go on there. You'll find the sign-up link. 100%. Get yourself. Very interesting. We got one more segment still to go, and I've got like 10 pages of notes. What am I going to focus on? You're going to have to come back to find out. You're listening to a WKXL Spotlight, the Spicy Shark from Portsmouth. So much going on here. WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. we got more. Come right back. Gabe DiSaverio knows his stuff. You're talking about Jaws history, talking about vehicles, you're talking about the spicy shark and hot sauce, and just additives to your morning cup of coffee with the hot maple stuff you were talking about. This is a WKXL spotlight on the spicy shark. Gabe, I really want to focus the remaining time we have here on your business. You just sound like somebody, whether it's selling hot sauce or um, Jaws paraphernalia, you just sound like somebody I'd feel comfortable buying from because you believe in the product and so tell me more about the spicy shark where it's been 
where it is now and where you want to take things? Like what type of stores are you in? Where's your business coming from? Is it online sales or what? And how do people reach you? I guess we're going to cover all that. Well, I, I appreciate the comments. And, um, uh, you know, aside from our passion for shark conservation, the other passion was um, making incredibly flavorful, great hot sauces. And, you know, a lot of hot sauces have one or the other. Uh, there's some great uh, craft companies out there, and a lot of them are at, at our festival. But that was the goal, is to make the best tasting hot sauce out there. Um, so we start, the company started with farmers markets, you know, and um, we still do our our first ever farmers market. We still do, and that's the Kittery, Maine farmers market. It's every Sunday, uh, June through November. So uh, even six years later, we definitely do that. That's that's how our um, that's how we started is sampling people, getting them to try it, and uh, and then most people who try it end up buying it. So we're super active uh, with events. If you go to our website, thespicyshark.com, you could certainly buy our sauces on thespicyshark.com, but there's also, um, you know, on the toolbar, it says find the shark. And if you click on find the shark, that's our event schedule. And we're all over at events in New England. We're all, you know, like I said, we go to Albuquerque for the Fiery Food Show. We go to Tampa Bay for SharkCon. We're uh, mostly in New England for events, but we will travel for some big ones. So you can, uh, that's a big part of our business is events and festivals. Um, Our website's a big one. We are on Amazon, so you can purchase on Amazon if you're a Prime member. But now, actually, um, stores have really gotten into supporting us, and that's great because the vast majority of our stores are, are mom and pops and small businesses just like us. So it's so fun to work with um, with businesses that are just in line with with how we operate. Um, for people who you know might not see us in their local mom and pop, we are in one grocery and we're in Whole Foods for New England um, and a little bit of the Northeast, not nationwide, but we're in uh, New England, New York, and the top half of New Jersey. So if you know you live near a Whole Foods, you can find at least our original habanero and our Thresher Shark Chipotle, and then certain Whole Foods have more than those two. You mentioned those events and festivals you go to. So what happens? You go to those places, you set up a booth, and do you bring a lot of product with you or you just bring enough for people to like taste and test, and then they come back and order a bunch of it from you afterwards. The vast majority are selling events, like at like at our festival, New England Hot Sauce Festival. They're sampling, and then the customer can buy right there. So the the vast majority of the events we do are ones where you you can purchase after you try it, or or you don't even have to try it. So what happens? You you come down there with pallets. Like if you're going to a different state or something like that for one of these festivals, you got a booth. Where, where's all the product coming from? Well, I have a Ram fifteen hundred. And we fit a whole bunch in there. Were there so, any of those in the movie Jaws? <laughs> there were no Ram 1500s that I'm aware of. What about that renovated car? Do you ever pull into some of these <laughs> I places? I do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. you uh, got to get one of those horns. It's like, you know, with the horn, you, you lay on that as you 100%. pull into the parking lot and everybody looks over. They're going to know exactly who you are. That's good marketing stuff right there, I think. No? I, I agree 100%. Well, so you're driving your own truck. Yes. So how far away are you going for these festivals? Give me one example again. You said you mentioned a couple of them. I'm sorry. Well, the the furthest one I'll drive to, there's one on uh, Myrtle Beach that I'll drive to. Um, I, I cap myself at 14 hours, but um, we we go all over the place. You know, like I said, we'll we'll fly. We fly to Shark Con in Tampa Bay. We fly to the Fiery Food Show. So in what do you do with the product? Those we ship pallets. So that you have to ship a pallet. So um, yeah, it becomes you know it's a it's a costly thing, and you you, you roll the dice and you hope that uh, you sell enough. 
enough to to make your money back. But it's you know I've always prided ourselves on our quality, and I feel really confident that if people try our sauces, that they'll buy it. And and you know that does happen most of the time. So I'm very grateful for that. And we've we've got such a great loyal following. We've got so many repeat customers, and uh, we're very big on social media. That's a big part of how we get our name out there and market and advertise. So we're at the Spicy Shark on all social media. So Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And it's been great because we've developed like so many awesome social media media relationships with with just people who like our products who uh, will will post their things because they come up with great recipes or great fun things. And uh, that's how we keep in touch with our accounts as well. At the Spicy Shark. So what about for bottling? I mean, do you go through a separate vendor who who actually takes the product and, and packages it for you? Yeah, we what? now make it in a bakery. Um, so I can't, you know, it all started in my kitchen and every new recipe <laughs> still does start in our kitchen. Awesome. And it, it's a wild thing taking, uh, that was one of my steepest learning curves was, okay, I've made this awesome stovetop recipe. Now, how do I make this into a 200-gallon recipe? Well, and how are you going to be sure to replicate it? Right. So the fun thing is learning to scale. You would think, hey, if you have one ounce in this and you're making it 100 times bigger, it would just be 100 ounces, right? Yes. No, it is not. It oh, is absolutely not. So, how, did, how long did it take you to figure that, that out? That took a very long time to learn how to scale. Why and doesn't just, this taste the same? That's I know. I, I still don't get it. Actually, as you hear you say it, I can understand what you're saying, but I would think it should just taste the exact same. I, well, when I first started, so did I, because I knew how to make great hot sauces in my kitchen, but I didn't know how to scale. And so once you can scale to 40 gallons, then you can just do the math. So now we make batches. In, when we're cooking, we make them in 200-gallon kettles. So once you can get to 40 gallons, then you could just do the math. You know, how many 40 into 200, and then you just multiply everything. But you really need to do it slowly up to 40 gallons because things will change. Salt won't hit the same at a certain amount, or maybe the turmeric in this disappears at this amount. So you do have to kind of tweak it as you go along. And that food science was, that, and it continues to be a challenge to learn. So anytime we're coming up with a new recipe, you know, it's like my last one, the six fin, the mako snake, that was like I think our 26th recipe and that took about a year to make so it's uh it's crazy when you're starting out with a new recipe you just don't like barrel in with a huge barrel of this stuff you're not making a a huge amount because you don't know how much is going to sell right so you got to create like the initial batch how does that work I mean luckily now that we're more established you know I feel comfortable because you know it's not like beer that's only good for three or four months or milk that's only good for maybe 60 days you know a hot sauce we're given two years they're good for two years, but I can Do tell you. Do you have to refrigerate it? It's recommended to refrigerate after opening. It will potentially last longer. Like if you got saliva, dust, or outside food into the hot sauce and you didn't keep it cold, it could referment. So it's recommended that you uh, refrigerate after opening. But, you know, uh, someone like me who goes through a bottle every day or every two days, that's not a concern. But uh, for the, for those people that it takes like three months to go through a bottle of hot sauce, I would recommend putting it in the refrigerator. I, I have to try this stuff. I am going to try. I, my, my kids do not like spicy stuff at all. So, oh, this is spicy. I'm going to I'm gonna give them this, this maple syrup stuff you're talking about and just see. Hey, I got 
got a new thing here. I want you kids to try it. Well, and I'm, I'm going to report now, back to you. I would. And now that I'm thinking of I, I think I just found your biggest nightmare, Jim, because you said you didn't like snakes. And I didn't jump on this when you oh, first no. said it. But our latest product, you know, is the mythical creature, the Mako snake. So he's half <laughs> Mako shark, half snake. So, I mean, this is this the is myth- just your nightmare right the here. Mythical yeah, creature yeah. Right in my face. I'm going to be dreaming about this. Well, you thing know, I up. was telling you earlier, we have the five fin heat scale. And then, you know, my five fin is called the Megalodon, which is the biggest shark that ever existed. They're extinct now, you know, even though there are two Meg movies, you know, there's some people who think they're still around. But the Megalodon is an extinct shark. It was basically a massive great white shark. And uh, so my five fin was called the Megalodon. So eventually I said, you know, this is my company, and the Megalodon's not hot enough for me. And let me tell you, one of the <laughs> hardest culinary things in this in this business is making something super hot and super tasty. Yeah, oh, I can imagine. So, but I was, I wanted to push myself because I'm like, I can't have my own company where the hottest isn't hot enough for me. It's my company. So I worked forever to make one hotter. And but I said to myself, well, shoot, I have a five fin heat scale, and I already have a five fin product, the Megalodon. What am I going to do? Well. I'll add a sixth fin, put it on fire, and call it the sixth fin series. And then I said, but wait a minute. The Megalodon's the largest shark to ever exist. Like, where do I go from there? Right. Well, mythical, mythical creatures that come into my brain at 2 in the morning. So the first one, half hammerhead shark, half alligator. He's the hamagata. And then this guy's the mako snake. So this is my sixth fin series. So I get to have some real fun with the names how, on those. How long does it take you to come up with a new a new recipe? Like when you're in the, in the lab putting this thing together, how long does it take you to make this mythical creature hot sauce? It's usually in my head for three months before, like, you know, and the ingredients start yeah, coming, the, the flavor. It's like a mental thing for three months, and then I'll start messing around with it. And, um, you know, but start to finish, it's it's about a year. No. Yeah. So you go in the, in the lab, you're like, okay, I'm going to come up with this initial batch, taste it. Go through it, sit on it for a week or something, and keep trying it? Yeah. I mean, if, if all I was doing all day was recipe development, I could probably do it quicker. But since I'm in every part of the business, for me to launch a new product, it's about a year. For people out there that want to learn more, thespicyshark.com. That's we'll it. take you right to the website. You can find all the social media stuff out there. There's going to be more coming. I'll tell you right now, there's going to be stuff up there from this interview. Thank you very much to Gabe for coming on this WKXL Spotlight episode, The Spicy Shark. You've been listening on 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and htalkradio.com. <laughs>